didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McCarran from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, 28th of January, 2013. Well, g'day folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 233. I tell you what, Grant, uh, 233, that's significant. Uh, that's 200 episodes since I heard my first Airplane Geek show. I believe it was episode 33. Really? You came in that late? Yeah, well, I did come across it at episode 33, but then I went back and downloaded the back catalogue, small as it was back at that time. Yeah, it was a lot easier to get caught up back then. Well, I'll tell you what, mate, uh, last week we mentioned that you were heading to Sydney and we thought we might be doing this uh, remotely, but uh, as it turns out, you, you made a midnight dash back. That's right, mate. Uh, went up to Sydney uh, for the Australia Day balloon fiesta from Parramatta Park, and I was one of the pilots flying from the park. Logged um, 0.8 of an hour over the top of uh, Sydney, and the first time that Nikolai's been on a balloon with me as the pilot in command. So it was a lot of fun. And then the very next day, we jumped in one of the company four-wheel drives that needed to come back down to Melbourne and drove that all the way through, uh, leaving very early on Sunday morning and arriving on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, it's not much of a reward getting to drive the balloon back from Sydney to Melbourne. It's a what a good twelve-hour drive at least in that <coughs> in the troopy. <laughs> uh, no, um, try ten, even with a few breaks for food. Well, Grant, uh, you scrambled back here, but uh, according to this article here by Steve Creddy in the Australian.com.au, Qantas has uh, scrambled to address a flaw on its website that allows it to sell seats on its prospective alliance partner Emirates that did not exist. That's right, mate. Uh, basically, people were attempting to book premium economy seats on flights operated by Emirates, uh, even though. Emirates aircraft don't have a premium economy cabin. So the website did display warnings that the flight would be in economy, even though you'd pressed premium economy, but it still turned around and charged you at least 3100 each way for the seats between Sydney and Paris, despite the fact it was going to put you in the economy section because premium economy didn't exist and the economy tickets were only about $1,200 each way. Mm. So yeah, a bit of a glitch there. Should never have offered premium economy for an Emirates aircraft and and uh, apparently Qantas uh, had to do a lot of rapid changes to fix that. Yes, and of course the Qantas uh, spokespeople were out in force uh, once that glitch was found, and uh, good on them. That's exactly what they're paid to do, and uh, one of the things they pointed out there was that journeys that are entirely on Emirates aircraft will not appear in searches for premium economy. So uh, I guess a case of buy beware there, and uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, controversy about this type between Qantas and Emirates, so I'm pretty sure that both parties there, but particularly Qantas, are going to want to make sure that uh, glitches like this are fixed very, very quickly. Indeed, mate, indeed. Now, Grant, uh, let's talk about my favourite airline, Tiger Airways. You know, Grant, I often see them flying around with a big yellow tail on those A320s, but, uh, you know, perhaps they should change it a little bit. Maybe they should tint it to red. Why? Is that because they're uh, trying to get purchased by Virgin? Well, it could be, or it could be something to do with uh, their bottom line. Oh, as in they're bleeding a lot? There is uh, certainly a hit to their bottom line there. They're uh, they're not doing so well financially, at least not here in Australia. By the looks of things, their Singaporean operations are doing okay. But uh, I know the bosses there are uh, sort of hinting that uh, perhaps if the uh, the sale to Virgin doesn't go through, uh, maybe we mightn't see Tiger Airways aircraft in our skies for much longer. Oh, that's the rumour, mate. But honestly, yeah, if Virgin don't buy them, I can't see Tiger getting through this because what's happening is that they're being caught up in the fair war between Qantas and Virgin. Uh, they're going head to head. Fares are coming down. Well, why do you fly Tiger? Because they're cheaper than anyone else. Uh, what, same reason why you fly Jetstar. Well, guess what? 
if everyone else is dropping their prices, Tiger has to uh, try and drop their price. And some of the cracks are starting to appear even before this report came out where they were introducing these crazy uh, $1 return airfare. If you buy a normal fare going out, it only costs you a dollar to come back. I guess the thing is that uh, they may be just trying to uh, put a little bit of uh, pressure on the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission to uh, make a ruling on whether or not uh, Virgin Australia can uh, make that 60% stake in Tiger Airways. That decision at the moment is not expected uh, for release until next month. Mm, that's going to be a long wait for a lot of people. Well, they fly A320s, Grant, and uh, another uh, carrier in our region of the world that uh, is flying them, well, sort of in our region, is Jetstar Japan. We'll talk about them, seeing as they're a, uh, a link to an Australian company. Um, they're taking off uh, with their new A320s. Yeah, that's right, mate. They're adding uh, two new Airbus A320 aircraft next month, and that's going to take their total fleet more than a third of the way towards their target level of 24 aircraft. Yeah, well, it's interesting, Grant, that they want to, uh, you know, get on and get that capacity boosted because uh, they've invested, uh, they've they've taken quite a risk, haven't they, in, in getting uh, all these uh, these overseas operations uh, up and running, the Qantas Group, and uh, particularly under the Jetstar brand, which uh, they've been keen for many, many years to uh, be uh, more successful than perhaps it has been in the past outside of Australia. So uh, let's uh, let's hope we're all involved there that uh, it does work out. Now, Grant, speaking of some aircraft that uh, are going from Australia over to the Asian region, the recently retired C-130H fleet, uh, as we know, a number of those aircraft are being gifted by the Australian government to the Indonesian government. And it uh, looks like the first one has uh, come out of uh, the uh, shop there at Qantas Defence Services. I tell you what, it looks, uh, it's, it's been in the air again, but uh, geez, it looks like a patchwork quilt. Now, this was apparently the last aircraft to go through the deep, heavy maintenance. It's supposed to be the first one for Indonesia, and uh, we'll see how the other ones go because they shouldn't need as much effort as uh, this. I'm not sure if Australia is going to paint them or if Indonesia will be. Uh, we should know more in the near future. And for the airplane geeks amongst you who like to keep track of these things like I do, this aircraft is formerly A97-006, and the construction number is 4786. So there you go. I always like to put in those nerdy facts, Grant. <laughs> yes, you do indeed. Well, one aircraft that I know nothing about in terms of serial numbers is any aircraft in the US Air Force F-22 Raptor fleet, but I might be able to update myself at this year's Avalon Air Show because, well, uh, at least one of them's coming out here, and this year it's going to fly. Well, they're talking about actually having two come out, one to be on static display and one to fly the uh, demo. Last year, we had two on static display, which was a big crowd puller. Um, everyone was very disappointed, of course, that they couldn't do a demo flight, but uh, they're going to rectify that this year. And of course, you always send two in case one goes uh, US, that's unserviceable, and uh, can't make the demo flight, in which case uh, out comes the static display and off it goes. And of course, the Australian uh, International Air Show is on at the end of February and goes through to the uh, first couple of days of March. Thanks to the rostering department of my employer, uh, we will be there for the entire week. In fact, uh, that's coming along very, very nicely, all our plans there. We're taking a uh, rather expanded team this year, so we're looking forward to having a great week out there at Avalon. I think we may even do an Ausdesk or two from out there. That wouldn't surprise me, mate. Uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about, a lot of content together, a lot of great fun things to see and do. So very much looking forward to that. Okay, now speaking of uh, remote call-ins, uh, talking about and looking forward to next week's Australia Desk Report, Grant, uh, that definitely will be a remote recording because... Because, well, you're not going to be in the country. Where are you off to? Uh, that's right, mate. Uh, come Sunday, I'll probably be in the air coming back home because I'm off to Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. That's outstanding, mate. And what might you be doing over there in Malaysia? 
Well, I'm going to be there with Malaysian Airlines. They have joined the One World Alliance, and this is the big party to celebrate that. They're going to be rolling out their first uh, One World branded airliner. There's also going to be a press conference and then a big shindig, and followed up by a couple of days of um, Malaysian cultural experience, I believe. That sounds fantastic. Why can't I come? Well, yeah, I think we had this chat as to who it was going to be who got to go, and uh, something about your beloved employer couldn't give you the time off. Yes, couldn't or wouldn't, but no, that's fantastic. Only one of us could go, but uh, what a fantastic opportunity. Really looking forward to some great uh, content and some great interviews coming out of that trip, mate, and not to put too much pressure on you at all, but uh, we also want to thank our good friend Shashank Nagam for uh, recommending to the airline that we be put on the list. That's uh, a really great privilege, and we wanted to uh, acknowledge that here. Well, we'll uh, look forward to some fantastic stories uh, from that next week but until then i'm steve visher and i'm still grant mccarran 